0: Yes, so I greet you again in the name of our Lord Jesus of Nazareth. Like they say in the morning, wake up, then get up, then pray up, then freshen up, then dress up, and then show up, and never, ever, ever give up, because giving up is not an option. We are not given-ups. We are grown-ups. Amen. We can do a thing. We can succeed. We can overcome. The Bible says in Romans 8, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. So this morning I started my prayer time uh, late, half past three. My prayer time is actually three o'clock in the morning. But somebody said, better late than never. Yeah, one must never think it is too late to go to church. If you're running late, go to church. If you're running late, go to work. Because the Bible says everything works out for the good. But I am in the prayer chamber. And my prayer time started by reflecting on the past. By reflecting on the goodness of the Lord, I was thinking back, looking back. They say life can only be understood by looking backwards, but you've got to live it forwards. So you can only realize how good and how real God is by looking back over your life and remembering where He provided for you, where He came through for you, how He protected you, and how He blessed you. So we look back with gratitude, praise the Lord. So this morning I started my, before I even went into prayer, I'm reflecting, I'm thinking, I'm looking back, remembering how God protected me against danger, how God provided for me, how God led me by His Spirit, how God granted me the desires of my heart. And whilst I was reflecting on these things, I remember uh, I had a neighbor. He was from a, a rural area, far away place. It's about four hours' drive from Cape Town, and he was telling me that in that the place where he's from, there's a lot of matriculants. they're just sitting there, they don't have work, there's no jobs available and um and then there's others who study, they don't know what to study for or what career to choose and then i thought to myself wow if only i could go to them and motivate them inspire them encourage them and give them a career guidance then i thought maybe i should get a program a career guidance program you get an online program where you can do an aptitude test online And once you do the aptitude test, they will give you the results and say, uh, you have an affinity to be a lawyer or doctor or chemist or maybe a carpenter or engineer. And it will show you your strong points. What is the field you cut out to be? What profession you should pursue that correlates with your character and with your nature, because sometimes people choose uh subjects and they choose careers and once they graduate they get their degree or their diplomas whatever, and they start that job then they don't like that kind of work and they said no, I don't really like sitting behind the computer the whole day or I don't really like." working outdoors or I don't really like working with my hands because that's why the school should have actually have and they did have it a career guidance teacher which gives you guidance how to choose the career they should actually give you give all students an aptitude test so that they don't just choose a a career which your friend suggested or other people suggested and say, no, go for this because there's money in that. Go choose that career because it's it's good, because your uncle is doing that. No. You are designed differently. You've got a different character. You've got different um, a different nature. Some people like working outdoors. Some people like reading books, studying, research. Some people like working on a computer. Some people like to work with their hands, electronics, and some people like designing. Some people like artistic uh, stuff again. So, but then, as I was thinking, I need to get a program. I need to get a program. If I can only get this program, because I did a course, and in that course, They also gave us an aptitude test and we used that program online and it kicked out the results what our strong points were for what a given profession or career. But that was a professional company and it it belonged to them. But I prayed to God and I said, Lord, make a way for me, make a way for me to get that program. So I prayed to the Lord, that's what the Bible says, acknowledge Him in all your ways and you will perform it. It means ask the Lord for anything and everything. And one day as I was in the library at the counter, a man came in there and a man gave the librarian a disc and I saw on the disc the name of that program and he said to the lady, here is the program, but he didn't know I was looking for that program. He didn't know that. So he came to bring it to the librarian. And I said, lady, I need that program. Can you make me a copy or get me a copy? She said, okay, I'll phone the guy again and ask him to bring you a copy of that program. And eventually I had the the program. Isn't, Isn't the Lord wonderful? The hymn said, bring all your needs to the altar. Bring all your needs to the Lord. You can make your desires and your requests known unto God. I think it's in Philippians 4, verse 6. He says, Let your requests, your desires be made known unto God with supplication and prayer and thanksgiving. Amen. So this morning, before I really went into prayer, I was reflecting and remembering how real God is and how really was. If I say he was, it doesn't mean he stole. Uh, there's a tense in, 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 uh, in the biblical sense or what we call in theology, which is called the Aorist tense. It means it happened, it's happening and it will continue to happen. That is what the word says in Hebrews 3, in verse 5. It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. So the Lord is good. It is no secret what God can do. What He did for me, He can do for you. What He did for others, He can do for you. You've just got to believe it. Because if you believe it, you will receive it. If you doubt it, you're going to go without it. But if you confess it, you will definitely possess it. That is one of the testimonies I have, how God made provision for me for that program and to give the children and and aptitude test. It's important that that young people do an aptitude test so that they can assess what their affinity is for for what field of study or what profession to choose. Because many times people choose a career and, and once they graduate, they don't like that field of study. They don't like that profession. They don't like that career and they give up the job and they drop out and sometimes the parents think the children are lazy or they don't want to. Work. It is not that. It's not always that they lazy or they don't want to work. It is that that career conflicts with their character and their nature. And then they stay at home, and they become delinquent, and they may fall into drugs or alcohol, whatever. So it's very important. I won't. Well, not only say it's important. It's imperative that you. You allow your children or arrange for your children to do to do an aptitude test. Get career guidance. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They say knowledge is power. That's why the Word of God says in Hosea 4 verse 6, My people perish for lack of knowledge. That's why they say, If you think education is expensive, try ignorance. Yeah. And so that's why many times... You find you spend a lot of money and making provision for your child to go to college or to university and you spend thousands of rands and they go and study, they attend the college or university and once they graduate, then they don't get a job or they don't want to go and work and you as a parent, you think I spend all this money on my child to do this course or get this uh, career um, and professional skills, but he or she is not doing the work, you see, because they just chose uh, the career because others said choose that career. They just chose a career because the parents maybe wanted to, they themselves wanted to do that kind of uh, profession, but they never had the opportunity. Now they want to project their desire and wish they had onto their child which is also not right. But so much so, the Lord made provision for me. <laughs> Him making provision means is Jehovah's Diary, our provider. And I think that's what the Word of God says. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will grant you the desires of your heart. So, the second thing that I remembered was, uh, my family, like I said in one of my podcasts. I'm from a faraway place. I don't really, we live near the the border of uh, Botswana. That's where my people are. We are not from there. We are originally from Cape Town, but when the riots came, my mother relocated to the faraway place. She said she couldn't take the riots, witnessing people being killed and shot at and hurt, so she relocated to this faraway place. So most of my families are there. Right, so what happened one day, because I'm not always in one place doing missionary work, I travel from place to place, one day I came to Cape Town and here I met my sister. I said, wow, what are you doing in Cape Town? She says, no, she works at the supermarket and she got the post as a manager to manage a supermarket and I said, oh. And she said, yes, although I'm a manager there, I don't really have telephone skills, nor do I have communication skills. She said to me she would like to do telefo- learn telephone skills or learn to communicate more effectively. She, she asked me, do you know where I can do a course like that? And I said, okay, I'll look around for you. But me coming to Cape Town, uh, where I stayed, then I stayed in Ravensmead, which is adjacent to Paro, and I just arrived there also, so I'm there also about a week or so, so I don't know the environs, I don't know where the places are, I don't know what's, what and who's who, I'm not acquainted with the place, I don't know where the institutions are, whatever, even where all the Dublin kind of shops were, and I prayed to God, I said, Dear God, in the name of Jesus, lead me to a place where they teach telephone skills and communication skills. (laughs) Hallelujah. Right. In that short time when I arrived there, I applied for a library card. So one day, I was on my way to, to, to town. So, When I come out by my road, town is, I must turn left to go to town. So that morning, because always, whenever I pray, I always pray and say, Lord, direct my footsteps, order my circumstances, determine my lot, and plot my course. Work in me to work according to your goodwill and good pleasure. That's my prayer always. Lord, let me journey at your command. Let me rest at your command. Lord, let me move in synchronization with your timing. Hallelujah. Lord, let me be and move in alignment with your will. Lord, calibrate my life according to your standards. Lord, configure my mindset according to your mindset your way of thinking. Glory to God. So that morning I just felt I had to put my for no reason at all I just felt I must put my ID in my pocket. I put my ID in my pocket. As I came out by the road I had to turn left. But all of a sudden I feel my feet are moving turning to the right and I'm just walking, walking. I don't know where I'm walking. I don't know why I'm walking in that direction. And then I found myself in front of the library, and I thought, okay, I'm here in front of the library. I did not intend going there, and I went, and I thought, okay, let me check to see if they've got my library card, if it's ready. And I went to the counter, and I said, as I'm waiting at the counter for uh, the librarian or library assistant to help me or tend to me, a man came in there and he spoke to another librarian there behind the counter and he asked the person something and the librarian showed him in a direction and said, you must go in there. And then I'm, they said, can I help you? I said, yes, I want to find out if my library card is ready. And they said, yes, where's your ID? And I gave my ID. So that was the Lord working in me again to put my ID in my pocket. And here's my idea, and I got my library card. Then I asked the librarian, what did that man look for? That man who asked you something, and you pointed in that direction. He said, no, they're doing a course there. I said, can I also go and look in there, or see what's going on there? He said, yes, go, knock at that door, and just go. And I went to the door, knocked, and I said, hello. And can I just sit in and listen, and... and, uh, the person who is, um, let's say, the MC, or that time you is a lecturer, but I didn't know he was a lecturer. The lecturer just said, okay, you can take a seat and listen in. And I discovered they were busy training people business skills, entrepreneurship and all of that. And then he said to me, I can put down my name and my f- phone number there in, in that uh, attendance book or attendance register. And here by the evening about five o'clock when they finish with the lectures, he said, tomorrow, tomorrow, we're going to do telephone skills and communication. Wow. What a mighty God we serve. I prayed to God. And I said, Lord, lead me to a place where they teach telephone skills and communication. What a mighty God we serve. So I went to tell my sister and my sister asked the boss to adjust the hour so that she can attend this class. And she's attending the class and learning telephone skills and communication. Isn't God wonderful? God is able. He can do beyond what you can think or pray. All things are possible. If you can believe, all things are possible. He can lead you to it. He can lead a person to you. He can lead you to a person, the kind of person you need, the skill you need. And I remember praying to God. I gave the testimony already of how I wanted to fix my own computer. I wanted to learn um, how to repair computers, build my own computer. And uh, Ephesians 3.20 says, God is able to do beyond what you can think or pray. Not only did God make a way for me to learn how to fix computers, how to diagnose, diagnose computers, which are called troubleshooting, how to troubleshoot the computer, meaning how to find out what is wrong first before you repair it. He also gave me, in addition to that, a managerial post at this computer company. And he taught me more about networking and, and many other things. So, That's why I said that in another podcast. I said, God won't give you what you're asking for. He will give you more. If you ask for that, if you ask for bread, He will give you (laughs) peanut butter and jam and cheese and bologna and ham and whatever. He will give you more. He will give you much more than you ask for. I repeat that scripture. Ephesians 3.20, unto him who's able to do beyond what he can think or pray. So, I prayed to God and I said, Lord, I want to know everything about computers. Then one day I made a declaration. I said, God's going to take me to the highest level in IT. God's going to take me into the highest level of computer technology. God's going to teach me how to work in programs, how to navigate my way through the programs, how to do the settings, how to work in the BIOS and all of that. And so one day I made that declaration. And then one day a man came to me and the man said, there is a course you can do. It is a sponsored course. Hallelujah. You can do it. It is the course has to do with app building and robotics. And I enrolled for that course. That was in 2016. And in 2016, I learned app building and robotics. Glory to God. That's a very, very high level. Isn't the Lord wonderful? And whilst I was there learning that, we also attended uh, different seminars at that institution, also entrepreneurship, management, business, whatever, whatever. And as I was standing between breaks, I was standing in the passageway, and one of my friends came to visit me, and he chatted with me. And I said to him, one day I'm going to lecture at this institution. I said to him, no one asked me, no one promised me. I said with my mouth, Job 22 verse 28 says, if you do not doubt but believe what you say. He says you shall declare and decree a thing and it shall be established. That's what it boils down. What you say is what you're going to get. You shall decree a thing; it means you shall say a thing, and it shall be established. You shall dec- you shall forthsay a thing, and so I forth said it, and I said, like in Mark eleven to eleven twenty three, it says, "If you don't doubt but believe what you say, you shall have what you have said." And I said, "Friend, one day I'm gonna lecture at this place. Within an hour, they asked me to lecture there. I didn't know that." When I said those words, no one had asked me, no one had promised me. What you say is what you're going to get. The power is in your tongue. You you can shape your own and craft your own future by your words. Your words will determine your future. Your words will determine the quality of your life. (laughs) Your words will open doors for you. Remember the one uh, message I brought, Psalm 45. Your, my David said, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Use your tongue to write the book of your life. Let your book of your life be a success story. And like I said, I repeat, within an hour I was lecturing at that place. Isn't God wonderful? And whenever I, then I would always give thanks unto the Lord for the skills, so I learn A plus, I learn N plus, I learned web designing too. Wow, web early on the Lord opened the door. I met a webmaster. Jeremiah said, "I know, Lord, it is not in man to direct his footsteps. How then shall a man understand his ways?" That is in Jeremiah chapter ten. I repeat. Jeremiah said, I know, Lord, it is not in man to direct his footsteps. How then will a man understand his way? And God directed my footsteps to meet a man who's a web designer, a web master. He's got his own web designing company. And I linked up with that man. And that man taught me everything about web designing. In fact, I became a consultant for his company. <laughs> Isn't God wonderful? So here... I'm still making declarations and say, God's going to take me into the highest level in, in computer technology, in programming, in coding and all that. And then, it wasn't long, in 2018, I attended a meeting, a meeting at an institution, and And as I was attending the meeting, in the office of the head of that institution, we had a meeting in his office, there was a model of a plane, a plane, and there was a printer there, it was a 3D printer, and the man asked me, do you know what this is? I said, yes, it's a 3D printer. And he was blown away that I'm I'm aware of 3D printing, where where you can print out something, And, and it's a physical thing, you can print it out through that printer. And um, he said to me that they also, they've got this institution and they give uh, computer lessons and and programming lessons and teach coding and all that. I said, wow, yes, I said, I'd like to do the course in coding. He said, come with me and he took me to the front desk and they enrolled me right there and then and I started a course in coding, praise the Lord, coding, wow, what a mighty God we serve, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will grant you the desires of your heart, how do you delight yourself in the Lord, you delight yourself in the Lord by praying, by singing gospel hymns, by reading, studying, meditating the word, by speaking about Jesus, let's talk about Jesus, by encouraging other people, by fellowshipping with the believers, by attending prayer meetings, by attending the the worship service, the Sunday morning service, by partaking of the Lord's Supper or the Eucharist. That's how you delight yourself in the Lord and spending time with His children in fellowship. And if you do these things, God will grant you the desires of your heart. So that's all I have to say this morning. This is, I maybe I should title this, this uh, message Remembrance. Because I'm remembering how God came through for me, how God heard my prayer to lead me to a place where they teach telephone skills and communication skills. Yo, what a mighty God. And I am think the, the Bible is true, man. God is, God is real. I remember there's a word that says, when you help others, you're helping yourself. What you do to others, you are actually doing it it to yourself. And I remember, I gave this testimony sometime already, but maybe some of you never heard it. I remember I was living with people and they received a knock at the door and it was a member of the city council and they came to make a list of the f- furniture in the house and they said, you, you are in arrears with your rights, you need to pay X amount in three days, if you don't pay it in three days, we're going to come and confiscate your furniture to that value and sell it and the people were crying, it was an old man and an old lady, they were crying and they were not working and um I said, give me the, your rights papers. And the next day, I went into the city council. Praise the Lord. And I want to tell them that these people don't have the money. You can't sell their furniture. And they said to me, okay, what you must do, you must tell them to go to the police station and make a statement and, on an affidavit and sign it and you bring it in. That was So, so day one was gone. There's still two days left. So the next day when I went, as I stood in the line, a young man came past me, whom I met years ago, about 10 years before that. And he said to me, hi, how are you? I said, I'm I'm okay by the grace of God. And he said to me, I'm a counselor now. I sit here on the same floor as the mayor of the city. Anytime you have a problem, you can come and." come to me and I see what I can do for you. I said, thank you. So when I went to the front desk with the affidavit, they looked at it and they said, there's nothing we can do. If the people don't have the money by tomorrow, then we are going to sell the furniture. So I went up to this man, up to the mayor's parlor, the floor where the mayor is and where the councilor sit and i wanted to ask him now to help these people see what he can do but i remember about a week before that uh, i was invited to a seminar and uh, another pastor invited me to the seminar and when i attended the seminar the I, I was not featured at the seminar. My name wasn't mentioned. I wasn't sitting in front. I was sitting right at the back. No one knew. No one mentioned my name. No one told anyone who I was. So all the strangers there didn't know who I was. It was only the past I was with. So during the break at the seminar, the keynote speaker came directly to me and came to chat with me. He got his cup of tea and he came to his stand by me and started to talk. There were many other delegates and many other people there lounging around, but I don't know why it just came specifically to me. If, if they had introduced me or mentioned my name or my office or whatever, if I, then you can understand why this man would be coming to chat with me. But I was just sitting in the back in a nonchalant way, doing nothing Nobody else knew who I was, except the pastor, and he didn't tell that man who I was. But the man came to chat with me. Maybe it was the anointing that drew him to me, or maybe there was a light shining on me, or maybe it was God directing his footsteps. So we became acquainted there. Okay, let's fast forward again. So I'm you remember, this story is about the people who couldn't pay their rates, They gave them three days to pay the rates. They said, if you don't pay the rates in three days' time, we're going to sell your furniture. I went the first day, and the first day they said they must bring an affidavit. I came with the affidavit. The second day they said, no, there's nothing we can do. If they don't get the money or bring the money by tomorrow, we're going to sell their furniture. And that's the second day. I remember the young man I met who said he's a counselor, I went up to the mayor's parlor and I asked the security, is this a man here? This councillor, he said, no, he had just left. He'll be coming back tomorrow. But he said, there's another councillor. You can go to that room. There's another councillor there. And when I entered that room, the councillor was there, was the keynote speaker of the seminar. Wow. What a mighty God we serve. There's a scripture in Isaiah 65, 24 that says, Before you call, I will answer. So God knew I needed favor with someone. I would be needing favor and help from someone the next week. So God ordained it so that I could meet this man. And that man should notice me already a week before the time. Isn't God wonderful? He's the order of circumstances. He's the correlator. He's the setter upper. Like I say, the Lord will organize it for you. He'll set it up. He'll orchestrate it. He'll correlate it. He'll perform it. He'll execute it for you. He'll bring it to its fruition and cause it to fructify. Yield fruit and yield favorable results. And so this man, he said to me, hi, what can I do for you? And I told him about the plight of these people that if they don't have the money by tomorrow then they're going to sell their furniture and the man started to type there on the computer and he printed out a letter and he gave it to me he said go back to that same floor to that same counter but this time you open the door next to the counter and you go and see this man and he gave me the name of the man and I went there with a letter and gave it to the man and the man said sit next to me And the man put these people, the people's name on a program, which is called the program for the indigent poor. And he said the people don't have to pay that lump sum tomorrow. They can just pay it off 50 Rand a month. You see the word of God says God holds the future. He's got the plan. So what does it say to you? It says to you sometimes the people who work in the institution, who work in that office, who work in that company, is not even aware of all the benefits and the programs that's available for the customer or the client. That's what we found, discovered, when we went to Central City. Uh, that time, it was a few years ago, about five years ago, my friend wanted to do a sum swap. We went into Telcom, and we said, Sir, do you do a, 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 a sum swap? The consultant said, no. I took two steps backward to another cubicle, to another consultant. I said, do you do a sum swap? He said, yes, take a seat. And he did it. You see, within 10 seconds, the one man who's working there is not aware what they do there. Maybe it was new. So you can't always bank on the answer of people, even if they're working in the place, even if they say No. I remember going to a place uh where our geezer there, there was something wrong with the the geezer's valve the valve kit, and it needed a replacement kit and I went to this big professional plumbing supply store which is called warden Blackman, and they've got a uh, big counters, all the contractors come and buy their stuff there and it was in the l shape I went to one counter and I said to the man, sir, have you got a A a, a kit for this valve he said no I took two three steps sideways and I waited for another man assistant and I said sir do you have a kit for this the man turned around went down the aisle got the kit you see always try to ask someone else and someone else and someone else even if you phone into a place and they say they don't do it or they can't help you no we don't do that phone again speak to someone else so, okay, we're back here by the rates. So, this man, remember the story now. The people had to pay their rates in three days. I went in on their behalf. They said, let them sign an affidavit. I brought in the affidavit the second day. They said, no, there's nothing we can do. The third day, they don't have the, the money. We're going to sell their furniture. Then I went upstairs, got this a uh, keynote speaker, counselor. He gave me a letter. I went to this office and they put these people on this program for the indigent poor and the Lord made a way for them to pay off that amount which they couldn't afford, which they didn't have. They can pay the rates of 50 Rand a month. Praise the Lord. It didn't end there. So I, by the grace of God, I went to help those people. Now the furniture was secure. They sorted. now. They have peace of mind. It didn't end there. So one day I received a phone call from that very man in the city council who put the people on the program for the indigent poor. I received a phone call from him. He said to me, he discovered I was a believer. He said to me, there's a pastor and his wife here in my office. They would like to know something from God. Can I send him to you? I said, yes. And uh, I gave my address. They got my number from him. And when they pulled up in front of the house, they phoned in. I came out, greeted him by the car, got into the car. And as I got in, I gave the woman a word of knowledge. Immediately, I said, God shows me that you got the prolapse of the uterus. The man confirmed it. He said, yes, I tell my wife always to go to the doctor. And I said, sir, I said, there's a young lady with a baby who's after you. The wife says, yes, this girl come to his mother's house. And when she's there, she throw herself on him. And I said, by the way, God shows me you're going to have a church in Athlone." The woman said, no, because they're from Durban. Woman said, no, we don't want a church in Athlone." I left it there. We chatted more and we prayed more and we separated. A year after that, they phoned me. They said, <laughs> they are in the church that I prophesied in Athlon. They only realized that I prophesied that when they were in fully in full swing in the church in Athlon. So one day these people phoned me again. They said, there's, there's a man. you would like to speak to me. Can they give my number to him? And they gave my number to this man. And the man spoke to me on the phone. He just gave me his name. And I spoke to him the word of the Lord. And the man threw down the phone. In my ears The the man phoned again After a while A month or so And I gave him The word of the Lord The word The prophetic word And he threw down The phone again In my ear It wasn't long After that The man phoned again And he said to me You know what Everything you said Came into fulfillment Your prophetic words And utterances Came into fulfillment Everything Happened to the key To the T As you said And the man said, we have to showcase you. We have to. He was from Durban, a pastor in Durban at the Full Gospel Church. He said, we have to showcase you. We're going to invite you to Durban. And we're going to put you on the radio and put up banners in the streets and all that. So that the world must know about you and your gift. I said, no, I cannot come if you want to showcase me. You must showcase Jesus. Hallelujah. You must lift up the name of Jesus. You must not lift up the name of a man. You cannot lift up my name. You cannot present me to the world. You cannot put up banners with my name on it. You must put banners up of Jesus and say, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever." I said, I will not come to Durban unless I come in as a nothing. He didn't like that. But eventually agreed to that and they invited me to Durban. And I've been ministering, beloveds, I've been ministering in Durban for 14 years. For 14 years, they fly me to Durban to minister there. And for 14 years, I come back with a fat check. Why am I mentioning the check? Why am I mentioning money? I'm mentioning money because the day I went to help the people sort out their rights was the day I did something good, help other people. And when I help them, I help myself. I'm still in contact with those people. The people in Durban bought me my first laptop also. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I'm still in contact with them. Even up to last year, I was in Durban. So, I just want to say in closing do not be lax or murmur or complain when you need to help other people, when other people ask for help, or when you see people need help. Help the people because if you help others, you are helping yourself. If you help somebody's brother, somebody's gonna help your brother. If you help somebody's family member, others are going to help your family member. If you help somebody's child, others are going to help your children one day. What you do to others will be done to you. The Bible says with the same measure that you measure, it will be measured back. Do not complain or murmur. The Bible says whatsoever you do, do it without complaining and murmuring. It actually says whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you and cause His face to shine upon you. In Jesus' name. Amen.